Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, the what's up, everybody? This is the Eladio podcast. I'm Eladio like Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. So I want to thank everybody who's been tuning in. You know, everybody sharing and subscribing and supporting, you know, uh, the mission that I'm on. And, uh, you know, we're definitely growing. We're making change in people's lives, you know, with our stories. So, uh, you know, I'm grateful for everything that I have, and I'm grateful for everything that you guys contribute to my life. Um, You know, big shout-out to Lit Music Entertainment. These boys definitely doing their thing. My man, Jose Del Valle. Holla at him, DJ Dan, DJ Pup. You know, they they taking care of their business, man. And uh, we all about moving forward. But uh, today we got a special guest, man. He's a good friend of mine. He, I love this guy, you know, like a brother, man, and um, he's very charismatic, very strong, very disciplined, very focused, and very grown, you know, we, we uh, you know, we've lived some, you know, we've been on some journeys, we've been through some trial and tribulations, but at the end of the day, we flexing all day for sure, man, you know, it's my brother Johnny Mercado, what's up, my brother? That's good. Man, I, I just love having you here with me, man, you know. So me and my brother Johnny, you know, we met we met um at at the Chippewa Correctional Facility and uh he had just come down from Max and uh I had just made it to a level three and um you know this was one of the best bonds, you know, one of the better and best bonds that I had made in there that grew into an actual friendship and a brotherhood. And um so, you know, I'm grateful, you know, um after twenty three years, you know. Um, that he's home after 17 years, I'm home, and we can sit here and, and, and exchange ideas and brainstorm on things that are going to help us move forward, utilizing all the tools and all the skills that we learn uh, going through that concrete jungle lifestyle that we live for a while. But, you know, I'm going to let this brother <clears throat> tell you about himself, man. Introduce yourself to everybody, bro. I'm Johnny Mercado. Uh, did 23 years in prison, been home three years. I'm out here winning, shining. Making Tell me a little myself. bit about uh, where you from. I'm from Southwest Detroit. I was born in uh, New York, Brooklyn, New York. Um, New York, York. We came out here right after I was born, moved out to Southwest Detroit, and that's where I grew up at. You know, North Campbell between Buchanan and Michigan. Number okay. streets. Number streets. Yeah. Okay, then. What was it like going on over there? It was all right, man. You know, I love it, man. I love my hood, man. Yeah, you know? no doubt about it, bro. Yeah. So what about your parents? Where were your parents from? My parents are from Puerto Rico. My mother's from Lattice. My dad's from Isabela. Um, they grew up in New York. Um, that's where they met. They met each other in high school. You know, and you know the story after that. I'm here. They got the rapping, and that's how it happened, <laughs> you know what huh? I'm okay. So you were born in New York, and your family migrated a little bit. How did your family end up in Detroit? Um, it was my grandmother on my mother's side. She yeah. um, looking. That's when all the plants were opening up out here, the car plants. Okay. She came out here, started working for uh, Fisher Chrysler or uh, Fisher, whatever. Yeah. GM. Yeah. <clears throat> and um. She came out here and brought my mom. My dad followed along and, you know, we and made they, it happen. They settled and made a life. Made it happen, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
So what was it like, you know, growing up with your parents? Like, what kind of parents did you have? I had good parents, man. My yeah. parents always been supportive. My moms, my pops. Pops, my backbone. My mom, that's the queen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So loving to death, man. What's the difference between your mom and your dad? My dad, you know, strictly by the book. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my yeah. mom's, she more lenient. You know, she... You can't do nothing wrong in her in her eyes, you know. Whatever you do, it is what it is. She there for you. Okay, that's you know? dope. Yeah. You know, so like, what are some of the values that you learned from your parents that you apply to your life today? <clears throat> Man, always love your kids. Always be there, support them no matter what, through thick and thin. You know, they was there for me from day one and are still here. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta love it, man. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your journey, about like you like your adolescent, your youth, you know, like growing up, um, well, going to school, <clears throat> stuff like that. Elementary, I went to Ellis, Ellis Elementary um, in Harms. Okay. I graduated from Harms and I uh, went to Munger. <clears throat> I went through all the junior high schools, Munger, Wilson, Earhart, Boynton, mm-hmm. just, you know, going through them, getting kicked out. For this and that, you know. What's this and that, guy. man? I want to hear what's <laughs> this and that. We ain't going to just overturn that. What is this and that? a good that? guy. You know, just, just going against the rules, man. Going against the grain, you know. Uh-huh. You was rebellious. I had, to, I had to learn the hard way. You, you was know? like Che Guevara, huh? You already know. <laughs> At a young age, you was a little heavier, though. Know? Man, bro, I stayed in Boston. Mm-hmm. But even at that age, though, you know what I'm saying? Like, what kind of trouble did you get into? Man, that's not... You know, most guys, you know, at that age, they're getting in fights, you know, skipping school. All of that. Skipping school, <laughs> fights, drinking, coming home. I think the first time I got drunk was like 12 years old, man. <laughs> Straight up. You know what? I can, I can agree. Bad Dog 2020. Yeah, bad Dog 2020. Yeah. Peach snaps. <laughs> That's what, that's, what, that's what the girls like back in them days. You know what I'm saying? That's what, mm-hmm. It is what it is, man. Yeah. You know? But, so, uh, like, like, what kind of student were you in school? Like, did you, did you were you ever in any sports or you know anything what? like that? I was that? actually, when I went to school, mm-hmm. I did good. You know what I'm saying? In class, you know, I ain't never had no issues. Always chose the the rougher path. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you said, I was rebellious, man. Mm-hmm. You know? I can relate. <clears throat> so, um, what kind of mischief? Like, when you go to school, you find some friends. Like, who were your friends? Who was your kind of crowd in school? My crowd? You talking about my homies? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, who was your social circle when you were in school? Like, were you popular? Were you not oh, so popular? Absolutely where? popular, man. I was, yeah. I was, I was Look at there. you over there grinning, talking about I was super popular. I was, no, not super, but, you know, I was there. I mm-hmm. was up there, you know. That's cool. You ever got involved in any sports or anything like that? No sport. I used to hoop just on the block. Mm-hmm. You know, I never played for no teams. Or <clears throat> when I lived on North Campbell, we had a, a, a basketball rim on a tree, on the street. Okay. And we used to play there every day, man. That was the best, wasn't the it? The best. That's yeah. all we did. The good old days, huh? Good old right. days. That's Remember before we started. That's uh, when life was a lot simpler, yeah, huh? You know, that's before we started, uh, you know, venturing off to other things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. So, um, 
like we know, you know, Southwest, you know, especially growing up back in the 90s when we came up, you know, always had, you know, came up from poverty, um, you know, known for gang men, uh, gang, gang membership, <clears throat> drug dealing, all that kind of stuff. But, yes, you know, us coming from there, like we don't look at it like that. Like we look at, you know, where we come from as it was a part of our youth. It was part of our culture. It was a part of our society. This was normal life to us. You this know? what all our friends was getting into, you know, so. Mm-hmm. We had to tag along, you know. Did you ever get involved in any gangs when you were young? Yes, sir. Okay. Absolutely. Um, who 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 was you hanging out with back then? I was hanging with the flows and the counts, man. Both. Okay. You know, CCM, baby, count the cash nation, all huh? Back and forth. There'll never be saying? another one, baby. Yeah, that's where all my homies that I grew up with, you know, that's what mm -hmm. they was a part of. So, you know, I was there with them. You know what yeah, I'm saying? no doubt about it, man. And it's like, you know, you go and you... you you know, I, I tell people all the time, like, because, you know, uh, we knew that a lot of the things that we did were wrong, but we did it anyway due to the fact of the street ethics, the code of ethics. Like, no matter what we do, we win. You know, if I kill you, I'm honored for that. If you kill me, I'm honored for that. If I go to prison, I'm honored for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like... You had to get you, your stripes. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and yeah. I, I guess like, you know, for me, you know, at a young age, like, you know, I went through identity crisis. You know what I'm saying? Trying to fit in, trying to find out where I'm supposed to be, who I'm supposed to be, who do I relate to. And, you know, when... When you're following people, you know, people can misguide you, bro, you know, mislead you, misuse you, abuse you, Absolutely. even your own family and friends, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I got myself into a lot of trouble, man, you know, a lot of trial and error. And, you know, I, I think that, you know, I really believe that I, you know, I was living for a cause, you know. And, uh, you know, it took a long time, a lot of years, bro, for me to realize you know, that um, I had to change myself and start looking at the world differently, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, growth comes with, with maturity, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. so, yeah, no doubt about it. Get, you know what I'm saying? The more mature, the more, you know, <clears throat> understanding and humble we become, man. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Even or though, should become, you know, maybe. because... You know, we have a lot of brothers out here still our age and older, yeah, you know what I'm saying, stuck. who are still living in the same same cycle, they bro. Stuck, like, yeah. they stagnant, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, you know, I got much love for the brothers, man. I just I just want to see brothers evolve, man. I want people and brothers and sisters, you know what I'm saying, to realize how much power they have as human beings, man. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? If you want something different, man, you got to be the change that you want to see, you know. Power of mind, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, we know what comes with the territory of gangbanging, you know. You pick up your flag and you pick up your pistol, man. Your pistol, man. You know. Yeah. So, so where do you go from there, bro? Where do I go from there? <laughs> you know. Man, listen. It started in, what, 89? When banging started. Mm -hmm. Real thick. It was 89. Started getting deep into it. Um, I was always back and forth from uh, Michigan to New York cause because of that, because of getting in trouble, um, being rebellious. Um, <clears throat> I moved to New York in 93, 92, in 92, and um, I just got caught up in the robbing cats, you know what I'm saying, selling drugs. Where were you living out there? In Brooklyn. Brooklyn, okay. Williamsburg, Brooklyn, yeah. All right. And 
And I was getting deep into it to the point where, you know, I started getting caught up for it, you know? Mm -hmm. So my grandmother, well, I was like, it's time to go back to Detroit, you know what I'm saying? You're getting too much trouble. Yeah, so no doubt about it. I came back out here in 93, and I was living with my pops, and we was having issues over me just always wanting to do what I wanted to do. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? <clears throat> and um, we fell out. I moved back to the hood. My pops was living in Dearborn, and that's when I started coming around again. You're you living know? with your uncle, right? You said I was living with my uncle, uncle. Uh, on Navy. Yeah. <clears throat> between Green and Central, and just started hitting the block again and getting back to my old ways, and mm -hmm. before you know it, you know, I'm in the mix of everything, you know? Not that I'm idolizing any of this, this just a part of my story, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Later on, we'll get to the good part, you know what I'm saying? But definitely, you know, I, I, I say it all the time when we tell our stories, we don't tell it to glorify it. You know, this, this the name of this show is called Real Everyday People, and these stories are very real. But in the end, you know, we want to be able to talk about the growth as well. Right. You know, but right now you need to understand the process that we went through to get to where we're at today. So, so now you're out there, you're getting yourself in trouble, you know what I'm saying? And then... Slanging pistols. Mm -hmm. We're doing it all, bro. It's like every night. 94. <clears throat> 94. Every night that summer, man, we, we was just out there, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Every night. Yes, for sure. And um, August, August 19th, celebrating uh, my 19th birthday, I got called my my murder case. You know what I'm saying? At the West Party Store. That's an old store too. Yeah. Uh, that that boy been a pot that's like a Southwest monument right there. We had stopped there um to get some brew. We were on our way to the races on sixteenth <clears throat> when they used to hold the races over there. And um oh, yeah. yeah. And um we stopped there to get some beer and ended up getting into an argument that led to, you know what I'm saying? Someone losing a, their life. A little pushing battle that led to somebody eventually losing their life, you know? Um, that's what I went to prison for. I ended up getting uh, 25 to 50 years plus two for the gun. I made it home in 23 with disciplinary credits. You know what I'm saying? Thank God. Yeah, yeah. definitely thank God. Yeah, man. no doubt. And I'm here now, telling my story. No doubt about it, man. <laughs> you know, we used to be in, in the joint watching, you know, shows and, and videos. Like, one of the things that actually inspired me to do a podcast was I seen how real, like, Teen Mom was. You know, that guy, uh, Butch, he was in the joint with me at JCS, and he was the dad uh, uh, one of the uh, kids that was on Team Mom, and he was with us at JCS. But, um, you know, when I used to see how real the stories were, I was like, man, that's so cold because TV, us growing up, everything was about acting, you know? And now we're talking about entertainment that is real live, you know? And I was like, man, how, how great would it be to be able to share real stories and people to be, be able to... Because a lot of people don't talk about their lives and what they've been through. You got people talk more about other people's lives than they talk about their own lives. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? But um, 
you know, so you you going on this journey now. You were how old? Nineteen years old. When 19, this on my nineteenth birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so at nineteen, where you at, bro? Like, like, how long were you in the county for? Like, what's going through your mind at that time? Because you know, when you, when that happens to you, bro, like your life changes. You're not even the same kind of person anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean. I didn't get arrested till like two months after mm-hmm. the incident, you know. So in those two months, it's like I was a whole different, like day and night, a whole different person. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, I get arrested, go to the county. I did like six to eight months in the county, and um, end up getting sentenced. Okay. Then, so where did you go through quarantine? And you're 19 years old 19, at this time. I went through Riverside quarantine back in the days. That's with under 21. That's where you went through. Um, from Riverside, I was there about three months and went to uh, MR, Gladiator School. And <laughs> it was real. <laughs> it was real. Listen, listen. <coughs> share the experience, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just because... You had to go through it to actually know what that feels like. And I want you to vividly, you know, explain to them what that experience is like. Man, listen. Especially at 19 years old. It didn't, my sentence didn't dawn on me until I got to that facility. That's when reality hit me. You know, I'm walking down this long rock, looking at the cells. I get to my cell, get in with my bedroll. Once they close that gate, that's when reality hit me. Mm. I turned around, looked at the yard, and was like, man, this is where I'm going to be the rest of my life. Because 25 years, you know what I'm saying, back up, it's like, that's your life. It's over with. For sure. You know? So that's what I was feeling, man. It was, it was the end of the world mm-hmm. and the beginning of hell. <laughs> no doubt. No you doubt know? about it, bro. So, like, when did you wrap your <clears throat> mind around the realization, like, you know what, this is my home? And, and, you know, I got to I gotta make my mark in this place. You know what I mean? Because we know that when you go to an environment like that, all they respect is blood. Yeah. Everything is about power. Everything is about dominance, whether it's doggy mental, dog. whether it's, it's physical. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, respect yeah. is what gets you by in there. You know what I'm saying? People right. that respect you. Because when you go there, bro... Don't nobody care about you being from no Southwest, man. You got them Flint boys, Pontiac, Grand Rapids. Everybody they all killers. They all drug yeah. dealers. Everybody them boys get it. it everywhere. You're in there with the worst so of the worst. When you come there, you you know, you take the costume off. You know, these boys out here, everybody decorating themselves with things. You know what I'm saying? Creating an image for the world. But when you go in there, bro, they're going to see you for who you are. Matter of fact, you're going to see yourself for who you are. You know? And, and that place will bring out the best. It'll bring out the worst in you. Absolutely. Yup. So, so for you at nineteen, how do you wrap your mind around that concept? Like, you like for me, bro. You know, my my story. I went, I went for two years on a pistol case, and then eight months later, they came and hit me with an old murder case. So my whole mind state was, I'm coming to prison to do two years and go home. And then when they banged me with the murder case. I'm like, oh, my whole demeanor. I went from a level one to a level five. Yeah, you know what I'm just saying? Just like that. Just like that, bro. Yeah. I was at Marquette. So I, I can't imagine, like, when you're like, bro, I got 25 to 50. You know what I mean? Like, 
this is home now, and I got to do whatever I got to do to survive in here, Absolutely. you know. And in order to survive amongst wolves, you have to become a wolf yourself, you know. And that that was a process because that's a whole new world. It's new rules. You know what I'm saying? It's not what you learn from TV. TV that's that's Hollywood. You know this reality. You know what I'm saying? So. And it's got its own code of ethics. It's a world Everything. of its own. It's, it's a whole new world, and you got to readjust to all the rules because one word will get you stabbed or get you, you know what I'm saying? It's some shit, you know? So. And, and then, you know, when we go to the joint, we, we got our flags on it. We got to pick that flag up and put that flag on your back. So you know, that alone brings, you know, you, you know, know what, what it brings. That, that's, that's what helped me, though. Was when I got to the yard, I seen all, it was like being in junior high school back again because all my homies was there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when I got there, I hit the yard and I'm seeing all these cats from the hood that I know. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they the ones that taught me the rules, you know what I'm saying? And how to move and how to conduct myself. You know? Well, in a way, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. them year and a half that I was at MR, that was, that was like, I was wild, man. It was. Yeah, no doubt. Know, it, it took a minute to adjust. It took a minute, man. No doubt about it, man. I, 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 uh, I can share the experience, bro, for sure. You know, but um, you know. So, what is it like the changing transition? You know that that like transitioning into that lifestyle having to put yourself in another mind state like one of the first things that one of the old heads told me is forget about your life outside of prison forget about your life and i was like how do you do that how do you how do you do that yeah you know you got, what i'm saying you got to learn how to do that how am learn. i supposed to forget about you know what i'm saying everything i love you know but when you go that's 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 what come with the territory, bro. You sacrifice everything, your freedom, your family, everything. everything. You know? everything, bro. Yeah, and, and that's it's like I said. It took it took a minute to adjust, man. You know what I'm saying? It's something that you gotta master because you gotta block all of this out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to block it out. If you don't, you're gonna be in there just stressed out all the time. You yeah, because saying? a lot so, everybody fighting to hang on to everything but you can't control nothing out of there your head gotta be in here right. you gotta your head game gotta be uh, focused on where right. you at right now you know what I'm saying and there's a lot of brothers who didn't learn how to let go and let, used to let life outside affect their life inside mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and, and, and made their time even harder doing that you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. when you block all of this out when you learn to do that and you focus on the world that you win it's it's a lot smoother, you know what I'm saying. It's a lot smoother process, but that takes time to do that. You know what I'm saying to learn that. Um, when you were talking about being incarcerated and then you end up going to level five max, like you know that's a hell of a transition. You know, um, <clears throat> like what was that like being for like not only are you in prison but now you're in a maximum security prison. Yeah, I did a, a year and a half at MR, like I said, and mm -hmm. then I got shot to level five for four years. But that was a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Because that's where I learned how to jail at, man. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was until I got there that I learned how to start moving and conducting myself, you know what I'm saying? And realize 
how I wanted to do my bit, you know. So, um, end up going to the hole mm-hmm. for uh, eight and a half months. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half months. And, um, Lord, I had a, I had a neighbor that his name was Johnny X. He uh. You know, we always kick it, you know what I'm saying? We come to the door and talk. He was a nation and, brother? Yeah, or? he was a nation brother. Okay. Yeah. And um, he asked me one day, what do you do over there, you know? Well, what do you do all day besides work out? And I said, I read. But I was reading, you know what I'm saying? Romance novels, westerns, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he sent me this book. You were entertaining the mind. Yeah, you know, I was entertaining. But he wanted to give you something to educate the mind. Right. Ooh, okay, now that talk a, to that me. That was a blessing. Um, he sent a book to me called As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. Listen. As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. This is a very good book. It's that a life-changing book. Changed Check my it life. out. I've read it about seven, eight times, and I'm going to read it seven, eight more times. It changed my life, man. I got that, and um, it's like food for the mind, bro. You know what I'm saying? I just got addicted, bro. I read that, and I wanted more. I, I was hooked. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I started reading self-help books instead of romance novels and westerns. And started building my mental up, you know what I'm saying, to the point where I can conduct myself, you know, accordingly. You know what I'm saying? I know how to think. Uh, my mind stayed sharp, you know what I'm saying? When you read them books, you just stay sharp. A lot of that stuff you know, but that helps you sharpen your mind up, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It helps you keep sharp, man. Right? So that's what helped me, bro. <clears throat> I came out the hole and I was good. Started working in the kitchen. Walk my uh my point system down because you needed 35 plus was level five points so anything in the 20s was level four and lower you go the lower level you can go to. Um, I worked my points line and got transferred to level four. Okay. So from there on, I just kept walking it down. See, so for people who don't understand the. The level system, you know, you got back and back then they used to have a six, a level six, five, four, yeah, three, two, one, and then they took the the sixes out, and then eventually they took the threes out, you know, and uh, but you know you get small privileges. Like yeah. I, I just want people to understand, you know, like the levels as you go down, and then not only that, but the disciplined mind that you have in a level five or a level four. As you work yourself down, you're still growing because now you're becoming more tolerant because now you're putting me in a bigger population. When you're in a level five, you're in a single man cell and you learn to live with yourself. But now when you start working your way down, it's a privilege, but now you always have to adjust too because they put you in in, in a population where you can be in a two man cell or you can be in a 20 man queue. You know, and and uh, you have to learn social skills. You have to learn patience, tolerance, communication, that's, like all these things all that, that you learn. I was reading that critical thinking. That's when all that started getting put into effect. Because <clears throat> you got like 1,200, 1,200 inmates on the yard. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, the lower level you go, the more freedom you got, the more yard time you got. So, with all that comes more problems. You know what I'm saying? Because there's always something. Especially if you belong to an organization, it's always something. 
every day or something, one thing or another, you know what I'm saying? So you have to put those skills to work like full time. You got to think ahead of everybody in there. You got to be three mm -hmm. steps ahead, you know what I'm saying? Because when you're carrying a flag, bro, and they now all of a sudden all your peers' problems become your problems. Absolutely. You know? And I can say honestly, I had a lot of issues in prison and none of them were ever my own. You know? Yeah. And yeah, and yeah, nine times out of ten, that's that's how it was. But everything got resolved, yeah. you know, in one way or the other. Yeah. But later on in life as we grew and we learned diplomatic skills and we were taking all the chance for life classes in there, you know, big ups to chance for life, man. Big, you know big, what I'm saying? To Tom ups. Adams, man, Jessica Taylor, you guys definitely bringing them life skills into a prison. You brought life to brothers like us, you know, and helped us manifest the seeds in our brain and cultivate the goodness in us. So definitely salute to CFL, you know. But, you know, we had life-changing curriculum that we were learning. And not only that, we were learning it, we were comprehending it, and we were applying it to our life in there. We, th the reason we had so much responsibility is because we were always in leadership positions. Mm -hmm. You know, every yard we went to, bro, you know what I'm saying? You, you the first for yours, I'm the first <clears throat> for mine. You know what I'm saying? And it's all love and everything is righteous, you know. But at the end of the day... The, the, the skills that you learn, the, the diverse social skills, communication skills, you know, the win-win, you know, for everybody, like. Yeah, them communication skills is a must, man. You know, because you can have a good, you can think right, but if you can't put that into words and communicate the right way, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, it's, it's, it's not going to work out, you know. Once I quit thinking like a prisoner and started living like a student, Prison became school to me. I just started to learn and learn and grow and grow. And it was just beautiful, bro, especially coming home because then I was able to actually apply everything that I had learned, all that I had obtained, everything that I had practiced. And, bro, my life has been unfolding and manifesting, bro, in such a wonderful way. And I just I walk with God daily, man. You know what I'm saying? Shine. The devil don't take no breaks. You know what shine, I'm saying? Shine. Ain't no doubt. And so are you, brother. You know what I'm saying? And so many other brothers that are doing good for themselves, man. You know? Shout out to Steve X, man. Much love to you and your family, man. Yeah, no doubt. Love you, man. Love you. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of homies out here, man, that came home and they making it happen, bro. You know what I'm saying? They make Jose Rivera. Jose Rivera, you got um, Jose Burgos, you got Pat Jose Bates, Brown. you got Rick Speck, you got Mario Bueno, you got Johnny Mercado, you got Eladio Nino, and we can go on and on and oh, on. No. You we know what I'm here. saying? We're making it. You Absolutely, saying? man. Brothers it. out here taking care of their business and putting themselves in positions to be voices for the people, for the community, for society, for love, for peace, for justice. You know? And we coming from the trenches, though. You know? I'm from the gutter. <laughs> yup. And now we up here at the table with Senator Chang at the Capitol in Lansing. You know, I used to have gang meetings in my mom's garage. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm at the table with the Skillman <laughs> Foundation, Kresge Foundation, McGregor Foundation, representatives for C, uh, 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 for, for GM and Fords. And we're talking about business grants and stuff, dog. So, like, everything I went through, through in my gang life, bro, everything we went through, bro, yeah, yeah. it prepared us for, the, for life today, man. No doubt. No doubt. I'm a strong believer in you know what I'm saying everything that happens in life is 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 a reason for it man you know what I'm saying it happens for a reason bro I, I've been home 20 months bro you hear me 
And I've lived life like never before, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I got more now doing the right thing than I ever did, you know, living living my past lifestyle, yeah, bro. Because yeah. I really used to think the only way I was going to ever have a nice car or a nice house was I had to sell drugs. I had to rob somebody. Somebody, You know, that was the only way I was going to be able to get anything, you we, know? We knew no better, you know what I'm saying? It was the blind leading the blind yeah, out here, bro. Yeah. And then we grew up, though. We grew up. Wow. Prison is a place where boys become men. Boys become, you're going to change. You, you ain't never coming home the same when you go to the joint. You're going to come out either for the better or for the worse. That's your choice. You know what I'm saying? That's a choice. You. That's the path that you got to make when you're in there for yourself. You know what I'm saying? I chose to go the better way, you know? Mm -hmm. And you know... All the families that are impacted by people who are in prison. You know what I'm saying? The men, the women, the children, the brothers, the grandparents. Like, you know, bro, the, the impact that, that is just made in, in communities, bro. You know, and, and like we could just sit here for hours and go on about the effects, you know, and the ripple effect of, of you know, cause and effect of our decisions. The, of living a vicious cycle that's just been handed down. You know, to one another, but just like you said, it's a ripple effect on everybody, man. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you got kids, mm -hmm. you know. But what but we breaking the cycle and yeah. we making new ripples now. No you know, we we making waves, waves make baby. Waves, we making waves out here. You know what I mean? Doubt. You better know it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so tell us a little bit about like the transition coming home, man. Like what what we're like. What were your biggest fears, you know, before you came home? Like, you know, what were you most worried about or concerned about? My biggest fears was just the unknown, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's that's what I always feared, man. It's mm -hmm. the unknown, what I don't know. You know what I'm saying? How am I going to make it? Where am I going to work? I'm going to get money. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to result back to the streets. So how am I going to do this? How am I going to find a way to do this, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I was I was blessed, man. Mm -hmm. The biggest struggle I've had, and I still have it, is this. <laughs> that computer. Learning this, man. Technology. I, it's, I'm, I'm still lost, man. Right, I'm listen. like a caveman, bro. When I went in, we had beepers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I come home to this. So, I'm lost. You know, that was definitely one of my biggest obstacles. And when I first got out... I, I just wanted to make all the right decisions, bro. So as soon as I got out the joint, I signed up. I'm going doing a semester in college. And it was great. I felt good. But I didn't realize that everything was done on a laptop, computer. Everything needed to be put in files. I had no clue. I was a studious person. But I'm, I'm accustomed to taking notes, reading books, and, and, and writing in a, with a pen and pad. And they're like, oh, well, you got to open up a file. You got to do this. I said, oh, no. It stressed me out just even looking, with, dealing with technology, like literally. And, you know, after especially after I had got my job as a youth mentor at the uh, Detroit Hispanic Development Corporation, like I was like very intimidated by it, you know, and they were trying to work with me. And, and little I was my my my, pro, my progress was slow. But I'll tell you what, during this pandemic, having to run youth classes from home, Having to do emails and run Zoom meetings and all that type of stuff has really helped me evolve, bro. Yeah. But I still don't explore too much with the phone. I still be like, oh, I don't want to erase nothing or yeah. or do something crazy, you know. Yeah. So I don't explore too much yeah, with it's, it. It's, it's a work in progress, man. You know what I'm saying? Something that's going to take some time. Yeah, no you know, doubt about it, man. Some things take more time than others, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So what what like what are some of the what's some of the process that you had to go through, man? <clears throat> like as far as getting your license, social security card, birth certificate, all yeah, that. I had to go, man. They put me through through hell getting all that stuff. I had to go back and go get my school records, even though I had my old license. They said I couldn't use it because it was over ten years. <laughs> so I had to go back. They couldn't even find me in the system. I had to go back, go get my school records, and show them some type of proof. Mm-hmm. That I did grow up in Michigan, you know what I'm saying? That I am real, you know? Mm-hmm. It was it was a process, man. I know it was very frustrating, bro, because you can't get an ID and Nothing. you can't get a, a, a social security card without the birth certificate. So it was like, it was a challenge, man. You had to have somebody give you rides and wait in the social security office for two, three hours. So yeah. it was challenging. And then you're you're just coming home, so you're trying to adjust to the environment, being back in society, being around citizens, you know, all that kind of stuff, bro. Yeah. So, you know, people don't realize that, you know, how many different transitions we have to go through to adjust to the yeah. world. You know, we go through mental transitions, emotional transitions, physical transitions, spiritual transitions. And you don't go through it all at the same time. You know, you go through moments like Father's Day for me. Who would I, I would, didn't even realize it. it. It triggered me, bro. It triggered me. And, and just that, that day, bro, just, you know, it, it just, I fell apart that day, bro. You know what I mean? But I did a lot of praying and got myself right back together. But... You just never know. And I realize that I'm still growing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people passed away while we were in prison. Yeah. And then when we come home, we don't even realize. We're so numb to it. And we come home, and here come the holidays and birthdays. And you're like, damn, I don't even get to see that person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's crazy, man. It's, it's, it's a, you got to readjust once again. You know, you have to come out here readjust. I was blessed, though. My family, everybody came through. Bless me, they help me in every way, cousins, you know what I'm saying, aunts. I know, I see the pictures, you sent me the pictures, I said, that boy doing good out there. Pops, man, everybody came through, moms, everybody, bro, Mm -hmm. everybody showed me love and they helped me, you know what I'm saying. Um, Two weeks after I came home, I started working, I started working at um, at, uh, Mobis on uh, Waterman and Fort. Fort Street, yeah. Uh, worked there, man, breaking my back for about a year and a half, making peanuts. Peanuts. But, you know what I'm saying? I looked at it like, you know, I got to come home and put in my work somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got to start from the bottom and work my way up. And um, I ended up getting blessed with the job I have now, which is uh, I deliver for uh, energy drink. It's an organic energy drink. Mm-hmm. And, I get paid all right, you know what I'm saying? But it's brought me to the level where I'm at now. I've been there two years, been blessed, got good medical, you know what I'm saying? I got mm-hmm. I got a house, got a car, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I own everything in three years, you know, so no doubt about I can't it, complain. Man. And yeah. hey, well deserved too, no bro. Doubt. Well deserved, bro. Because I've been watching your process, bro. You know what I'm saying? And even out here, like, you earned your keep, bro. You started at the bottom, bro. You Like you said, breaking your back for minimum wage. But you stuck with it, bro, because you knew what you wanted out of life. You know what I mean? And, bro, your home is, you got a beautiful home. You have a beautiful car. You're a beautiful brother, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we live a beautiful life, baby. It's a beautiful world. <laughs> you ain't bull. Yeah. I love it. I wake up grateful every day, man. Uh, hey, but listen, tell me a little bit about this T-shirt real quick before we go to this the center mission. This T-shirt is to, it's for my cousin, Wilson Rivera, 
free the wrongful uh, convicted, free the innocent. You know, y'all can go on his blog. It's down here. Go on his blog, visit his site, learn about him and his case. He's trying to make it home. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can make donations. Um, I'll give the information to Nino to post up. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for his legal fees. You know, show some love, man. Bring that brother home. It's time. Yeah, no. no doubt, and so many other brothers, man, that deserve justice. You know, absolutely. Just, just, just the same way as the victims deserve justice for themselves as well. Yes, sir. You know, and their loved ones. So, um, we got my brother Johnny Mercado here. You know, we're talking about his journey. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And um, right now, we're talking about you know where you were at today, as far as you know the whole process of getting home. Putting your life together, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, tell us some of the lessons that you've learned, you know, since you've been home, bro. You know, just about life in general, like, you know, just relationships, just thing like, things like that, bro. <laughs> relationships. Oh, man. Listen. Take your time. <laughs> Take your time. That's, all, that's all I got to tell y'all. Take your time. When y'all come home, enjoy mm -hmm. your freedom. Enjoy yourself. You know what I'm saying? Figure out what you want before you get tied down and think you're with the right person and just go all bad for you. Take your time, man. Yeah, no doubt about it, bro. And what about <clears throat> the youth? Like, if you had a message that, like, you needed to get to the youth, like, what would be, like, the one thing that you noticed since you've been home about the about the uh, new generation? Like, man, uh, it's, it's the same, man. I mean, it's, it's a different time. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's the same struggles, bro. You know, I, I would just say be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Follow what you want to follow, man. Don't follow nobody else. Be your own man. You know what I'm saying? Go for what you want to go for, man. Be who you want to be. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Be yourself. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you know what's beautiful <clears throat> is that since I've been home, bro, like, the world has changed. Like, this generation has broken down all the barriers and built all the bridges, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see humanity in the most beautiful way because, you know, of the way that society is today, bro. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's just a new world. It's a new time. And it just seems like people are more peaceful being who they are and being themselves. You know yeah. what I mean? And and that creates a lot of trendsetters. That creates a lot of creative thinkers, you know, and people who are shaping and molding the world and how the world functions today, you know? Yeah. And, like, when I was in prison, like, I never really paid attention to anything. My, my, my mind was as big as my blocks were, you know, my community was. You know, I never thought or was concerned about any other government other than the government that was within my own community. But when I was in prison, I started to educate myself a little bit, reading newspapers, listening to the news, you know, learning the difference between this side and that side, you know what I'm saying? And I just, I've always been an open-minded person, so, I, you know, I've always took everybody's side into consideration, you know what I mean? But it's just, you start to comprehend how the world works, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and where humans, where men, you know, where they settled on this earth, you know what I mean, and created all the rules and regulations and policies and procedures on what is decent in society, you know. The world is constantly evolving, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, so. Yeah, even in music, like, you know, the music everything, is, is dope, bro, bro, in every part of life, man. Yeah, everything, everything changes, man. 
But yeah. in a way, it comes right back around again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you gotta learn. Yeah. So do you do any reading now? Man, bro, I haven't been able to. I don't have time, bro. I'm in school right now, so mm-hmm. the reading I do do mm-hmm. is for my homework. You know, I'm going to trucking school for my CDLA license. Um, it's a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. A lot. So that's what I read right now. That's mm-hmm. my reading. Material. And that's how college was for me, bro. Like I was very overwhelmed because there's a lot of studying, a lot of comprehension. Like there's a lot that comes with it, bro. And I just, like I said, I think I had overwhelmed myself at that point. But I'm just glad that I went through the experience. You know what I mean? No doubt, no doubt man. Means crazy, man. But you got to keep striving for the best, man. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't want to be stagnant, man. I just want to keep moving up that ladder until mm-hmm. I get to where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? No doubt, bro. And, and and that's the life. I don't put no barriers, no boundaries on myself, bro. Like, I want to be able to live life fulfilling my my my, my purpose in life. You know yes. what I'm saying? Wherever that may take me. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. And and I honestly, bro, I feel I feel like the richest man on earth just because of the life that I live, bro. I got so much to look forward to. You know what I'm saying? My brother's getting married this year. I'm getting married this year. I'm I'm gonna get my own house for once. You know what I'm saying? Something. It's all coming together. Yes, bro. Like you know, it's just all work pays off. Yes, no doubt, bro. And and it just and I'm like, man, if I can accomplish all this in just in 20 months, imagine what three and five years is gonna look like for me. And that's mm-hmm. another thing, you know, I, I would like to let these brothers know, man. Especially these brothers coming home, man. Listen, you can make it, man. Ain't no excuses. You know what I'm saying? There's jobs out here. You know, go out there and get it, man. You know? Yeah. You can make it. Three years, man. Listen, life is what you make it, man. Yeah, you know life what I'm saying? Is what you make this brother it. had a 23-year setback. You know, I, I took a 17-year setback. With no yeah. work experience. No. Nothing. I didn't know how to do it, bro. I never had a real job, man. Man, we was in prison doing you know? Mickey Mouse jobs for eight dollars a month. <laughs> I said, man, I'll be damned if I don't go out there and bag some groceries oh. and do something. You know what I'm saying? But man, listen, God put me right where I'm supposed to be, bro. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm, I, I'm I'm able to do so much for family, friends, community, dog. Like, man, I just I feel like the richest man in the world. You doing able a lot do for it. the community too, bro. Yeah. You, you you were saying it on the yard. I want. I just want to help people. I want to help the youngsters, bro. You came home and you made that happen, bro. Mm, thank you. You bro. making yeah. it happen. You yeah, doing yeah, it? You yeah, know what I'm yeah. That's a that's a blessing, man. Yeah. You know? One thing for sure, man. Life is what you make it. You know what I'm saying? We have the power and the ability to be able to train, change the direction of our lives from one day to the next. So you know, if you're going through something, man, quit looking for all the answers outside of yourself because. If you do a little bit of soul searching, I'm sure the answers are right inside yourself. No you know, so this is one of our favorite parts of the other, of the, um, you know, the segment. We're gonna get you to sign the wall, you know, the wall of fame. Put my man, you know, put a signature up on there, man, and, and uh, you know, you always got a place here, bro. You know, it's been an honor. So much love, respect to have you here, bro, and to see how good you're doing, man. And it's just motivation, baby. It's a lot of lot of knowledge sitting here. A lot of power amongst us, you know. And um, before we go, I just want to send give a shout out to my man Jose Rivera, 
Detroit Forever 313. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Keeping us fresh out here. You Hurricane know? Radio. My man, LA Lands. My man set trends. He don't follow them, man. No. You know, get hit. You better Come know see it. him and get your outfits. And he get color coordinated, too. <laughs> you better know it. I need a discount, Jose. Stop playing, man. All right, we're going to get on this, uh, get you the marker, man, so you can sign this wall. And it got me upset. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.